0: Who's happy to be at the worship celebration this morning? We need more enthusiasm than that. Who's happy to be at the worship center? I mean central celebration this morning. Fantastic. Turn to your neighbor, say we're building an altar. If I was sat next to you, I promise you I wouldn't be encouraged. Turn to your neighbor, say we're building an altar. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It is such a privilege to be here, and I genuinely want to thank the worship team for encouraging me to do this. It's not often that I find or see it fit that I want to speak, but I enjoy singing. (laughs) But I guess I could do both, amen? So very quickly this morning, we're going to talk about worship as a lifestyle. Somebody say worship as a lifestyle. And um, how we can make it a part of our life, our daily life, every aspect of our lives. But I thought before we delve into that, it is imperative to mention that worship is impossible without intimacy. Hallelujah, somebody. Worship is impossible without intimacy. Now, how many of us are married here? Who who did the woo-woo? Viv. I could testify that Viv is the only one having a wonderful marriage. How many people are married here? More like it. More like it. Now, I am super blessed to be married to Ruth. Anyone knows who Ruth is? Yeah? But I could say this. That prior to the marriage itself, I thought I knew Ruth. (laughs) All the talk and all the wonderful conversations we had wasn't enough, amen, to describe who Ruth is. I was gonna say was, but she's still here, amen. (laughs) Who Ruth is. But I found out that the more I spent time with Ruth, the more. I discovered who Ruth is. It drew me closer to her. It made me love up on Ruth. As a matter of fact, I was saying this morning, I've got two girls, you know, my two girls, Abigail and Eva. And I said to you, I was saying to Ruth, obviously, I was just talking through my sermon. And I said, you know, when Ruth had my first girl, goodness gracious, I loved my wife. I didn't want to work. I wanted to be home all day. And then my, lo- my second girl said, what about me? I said, and you too, my darling. But the truth is, The longer I spent with Ruth, the more I spent time with Ruth, the more I corresponded, the more I got to know Ruth, the more I loved upon my wife. The more I was thankful to God that I said no to others. I know women always think they're the ones who say no. Guys say no too. And I was grateful to God that I also waited. Hallelujah. Very similarly this morning, friends. Proverbs 9, verse 10. Proverbs 9, verse 10. Tells us, fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. The knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. And I'm going to share with us just five things. I mean, there are more you could look into, but there are five areas I'm going to focus on this morning that describes what a worshipful lifestyle looks like. I have found, and I'm speaking from my experience here, I have found that the more we discover about God, hallelujah, the more we become grateful. I personally have found that the more I I realized how much he paid to rescue me, I am ever so grateful. Psalms 100 verse 4. Psalm 100 verse 4 encourages us to enter into his gates with thanksgiving, given. And His caught with praise. Being grateful for all that he has done. Who's thankful to God this morning? Who feels God's better price to get them here this morning? Hallelujah. A grateful, a heart of gratitude, hallelujah, is essential in a worship lifestyle. We must continually, as children of God. And obviously, I'm speaking to us as though we are already in faith. We're not just coming into faith. I mean, Pastor Gaff's been doing a great job for the past year talking about mature. Hallelujah. So I believe I'm not talking to babes here, I'm talking to men and women of God. Hallelujah. A heart of gratitude is essential in a worshipful lifestyle. We must continually acknowledge God's goodness. God's goodness that Andres and Suzanne are leaving field. God's goodness that we can even host a worship central this morning. Worship festival. Worship celebration. Whatever it is you want to call it. Hallelujah. Secondly, the more we discover about God, the more we rever him. Hebrews 12 verse 28 and 29 Hebrews 12 verse 28 and 29 tells us therefore since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably in reverence and awe for what? for our God is a consuming fire our God is what? You don't sound convinced. Our God is what? I don't know if you've ever been in a dark place where you feel there is no way out. And then God just, you know, shone light through that dark area. I don't know if you've ever been in a very constrained area and you could see the silver lining. And that's because our God is what? We're going to move quickly. I know I'm watching my time too, so do pardon me if I run over, Emma. I have to apologize in advance. Amen. Thirdly, the more we discover about God, the more we become what? Obedient. Worship through obedience. Jesus says in John 14 verse 15. John 14 verse 15. If you love me, keep my commands. Obeying God. Hallelujah, somebody. Obeying God's word is an act of worship. Do you know why? Because it brings him glory. Obedience to God's command is an integral part of a worshipful lifestyle. It demonstrates our love for him and our desire to honor him. Fortly, the more we discover about God, the more we surrender ourselves to his divine will and power. Romans 12 verse 1, urges us to offer ourselves as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing. Some other Bible passages say acceptable. Holy and pleasing to God as an act of worship. Friends, this morning, true worship begins with surrendering our lives to God. It involves giving up our own desires, our ambitions, our selfishness, and submitting to his will. Now, I've taken a bit more time in expressing that because I struggled with that. I struggled with it so much until God intentionally caused the friction in my trajectory in order for me to just stop in order for me to stop and acknowledge this particular area i struggled with it but i'm grateful today that i struggle no more amen and i know as time would permit in the near future by his grace we can share our testimony more extensively but my story i feel my real journey of submission began in 2015 And I know I'll only Luke 22. Don't start now. Don't start now. The more we discover about God, family, the more we want to serve. You know, Gaffer just speaking earlier about if you need to serve, there's a team. I mean, there's no one literally manning it right now, but I know spiritually there'll be someone there. But if you do need to serve, it is an act of worship. Matthew 25 verse 40. Here we find Jesus encouraging his disciples saying, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for what? You did for me. Bless you. Serving others selflessly is an expression of worship. I could say boldly here, family, that I live to serve my wife with all that I have. I'm getting there with home church. (laughs) Hallelujah. We're speaking truthfully, aren't we? I'm certainly getting there. And I know we would, you know, we're all growing, aren't we? So hopefully when I speak next time, I'll say, oh my goodness, I live to, amen. (laughs) Hallelujah, somebody. Serving others selflessly is an expression of worship. Jesus is in very self. Jesus sets the example. By doing what? By washing the feet of his disciples. Teaching us to serve with humility and above all, love. I don't know if you've heard this saying. That biblical knowledge is valuable. Amen? Only when it strengthens our trust in God. Otherwise, it leads to what? Pride. So you could know all the Bible passages and you could know how to recite them or or, or say them verbatim. But if you've got no love or your life isn't evident, worshipful in your lifestyle, then I think we need to have a conversation. Our knowledge of God should invite us. Irrespective of our past, I'm speaking here, or baggage, we can come as we are, genuine and transparent. Irrespective of the baggage, the past, the stories, once you understand that you have intimacy with God, you can approach the throne room irrespective of that past. John 4:23 to 24. Jesus emphasized the importance of worshiping in spirit and in truth. Our worship should be sincere, genuine, and rooted in deep relationship with God. Family, I'm getting there. Living a worshipful lifestyle is not confined to specific times or places but it permeates every moment of our lives. It involves, what have I said so far? Surrendering to God, obeying his command, serving orders, and expressing gratitude. May we embrace a life of worship, allowing it to transform us this morning and draw us closer to our Creator, bringing Him the honor and the glory He deserves. Praise the Lord, somebody.